0: Everybody, it's Thursday, second of November, and this is Talking Games episode one hundred and seventy. My name is Hugh, and my co-hosts this week are Miss I Got an A, Kelsey Lavati,
1: hi,
0: and Bossy Pants Sam Suvac.
2: <laughs> Hello, I'm here to keep everybody in line.
0: So yeah, um, Kelsey, tell us your good news. <laughs>
2: Um, it has something
1: to do with like uh, That I went to play the first Three chapters of Battlefront Which I'll talk about later um, But that day I had a midterm And I decided to skip a morning of studying To go play <laughs> Star Wars And so I was cool. I was accepting That I wasn't going to do well And I ended up getting an A on the midterm So I'm very very happy I really thought I was going to be in a bad mood tonight But I'm in a good mood
2: <laughs> Good job
0: Fucking A Kelsey well Thank you. <laughs> We're proud of you. I will take a sip from my water bottle for you. Mm. Thank you. There we go. our
2: yeah. Celebratory waters. We get yeah. here on Talking Games. Fucking
0: edge cool. Um so yeah, it's just the three of us this week. Bobby and Justin are um busy today. Um Yes, they are getting married to um Jackie and Jay. So it's a four way weird nuptial <laughs> thing. Um, No, um, basically, former um, Talking Games co-host Jackie Turner and her lovely um, hetero life mate, uh, Jay, uh, get married today after 10 years of being an item. So, massive congratulations to them. um, And may God have mercy on Jay's soul. (laughs) Um, So, we've got a good chunk of news to... um, get through this week um turns happening in paris game week battlefront blah, blah 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 we'll be addressing all that later and mario freaking odyssey <laughs> as well as the sob story about my switch but first of all we're gonna do our traditional lightning rounds and i will take the lead on this one i should probably get my phone and get the timer on does it never hurts to be prepared so, three minutes and go. So, um, just before Mario Odyssey came out, because um, basically I've got like three, four weeks worth of stuff to talk about because I haven't been on the show for a while, um, I was having sort of a lot of cravings to play a Mario game. And I was thinking to myself, I really remember loving the shit out of Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 but I don't have my Wii anymore. I got rid of it. So I sent Matt a message saying, do you know anything about Wii emulators for PC? And he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I'll just, just do some Googling. Ten minutes later, I had a Wii emulator called Dolphin, which is very good. I highly recommend it. Um, very simple to use. Um, loaded onto my PC. And I so far, I've downloaded Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. New Super Mario Brothers, and it also runs GameCube games, so I've got Luigi's Mansion as well. Um, And I'm having a blast with it. Um, It works really, really well, and you can run the games in full high definition, and you can even bump the anti-aliasing up. And they look crisp as hell. It's quite funny, though, because the end-game graphics, as amazing as they look, it makes the cutscenes look like garbage, because they're so (laughs) low-res. But it Like, the resolution on them, it looks fantastic. I mean, there's a bit of fiddling around with mapping the controls, but that aside, it's great fun. So if anybody wants to know how to install and use the Dolphin emulator, just hit me up and I'll gladly run you through it. Um, I also played through and thoroughly enjoyed the story mode on FIFA 18 called The Journey, which is a continuation of Alex Hunter, the character from FIFA 17's um story and i gotta say it's really really good really well written like there's some good like really touching um moments in it it's funny you actually get like really invested in the characters um and it's some good sort of like a bit of family drama to it um it kind of gets derailed towards the end because um it's almost as if the game suddenly goes oh we we really should have you play some more games of football as opposed to throwing all this story at you. So it just kind of like you get to this point where you have like this long run of games without any story. So it kind of like derails it a bit. Um, but it's good. Um, FIFA 18 in itself isn't the better football game this year. Um, but it does have that mode over Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. And it's a quite a... A big thing actually. It's I I think it's it's great, they're doing a really good job with it. And I'm about six hours into Wolf on 2. And I'm gonna talk about this even though my time's up because it deserves it. Um and I'm friggin' loving it. It basically just takes everything that the first game did and just knocks the freaking it's basically Nigel Tufnell with his amp that goes up to eleven. Um and it, it's great. like it, And it's very cinematic, like I would say. Like, if they brought this out as a movie, just, you know, where the shooting scenes, if you cut them down a bit so they're not so prolonged, it would work incredibly well. Um, and I've just got to this bit where it's added, like, a new sort of game, like, a new um, ability that you have. I won't tell, say what it is, and it just kind of, like... Adds this whole new like facet to the game. Um, so yeah, that Wolfenstein Two, um, get it? It's freaking cool, especially if you enjoyed the first one. It's amazing. So that's me with my half an hour lightning round. Um, mm-hmm. Next up, let's go to Sam. Right.
2: Alrighty, um, so. I finished off South Park, the fractured butthole. And, you know, as I talked previously, I loved that game. I loved it to the end. Um, It just kept doing really surprising and fun things with the story. It went places I never expected it to go. I kept getting, like, better and better fart abilities. Um, it It was just a blast. I... I, I had some time uh, last week when I was feeling down. There was some stuff bugging me, I was having a rough time. I put on South Park and within a minute, it had me just cracking up um, things that didn't involve farts. Um, they're just, they're so funny, I don't know. But uh, it's a great game. So if you're, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely give it a go. It's, it's a lot of fun uh, and it can change your mind about things you thought you believed about turn-based combat. Hugh, I'm looking at you. You should give it a try. Excuse me. Oh, my throat's messing up. Um, So then also I played um, Observer. This is a game that just came out, I think, in August. It's from the people who made Layers of Fear, which I never actually played Layers of Fear, but I heard really good things about it, and I heard really good things about Observer. It's a cyberpunk horror story where you are like a detective investigating some stuff and you're going to go into people's minds and mess with their dreams. So it sounded pretty cool. Um, I got into it and was playing for probably about 30 or 40 minutes and I just wasn't really feeling it. Um, There was a lot of just like listening to people talk. And I eventually figured out I could push the circle to kind of like hurry through the conversation. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Let's let's do this from now on. And then I got to a part where it wouldn't let me do that. And I just sit and listen to this guy talk for like five minutes. And he's one of those slow talkers that really like has a hard time getting all of his thoughts put out into words. Um, So I got really frustrated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can handle this, but I was going to keep going. Uh, but then my game glitched. It just completely froze. And I was like, OK, that's a sign. I'm going to stop. I'm done. So um, it's it's an interesting concept. Um, maybe one day when I'm having feeling more patient about things, I might give it a go again. But for right now, I'm putting that one on the back burner. Um and then in a, in a weird twist of fate, I am I started playing Life is Strange, the original game, because I've heard you guys talk about Before the Storm, and it sounds really cool, and I want to play it, but I've been told yeah. I really need to finish the first one first. Um, so I went back to it, I finished the second episode now, and, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time, I'm enjoying it, but good God, that game has some serious issues going on like this is not a happy game there's just horrible (laughs) stuff happening all over the place i'm like oh my god um but i'm enjoying it i'm looking forward to uh finishing that one off and then getting to try out before the storm so and that's all for for my lightning round this week
0: so yeah life is strange is very good but it's um it's rather angsty to say the least um but yes oh my god it is good. Right then, Kelsey, are you ready to go? Rock and roll.
1: All right. So um, I've been playing this two D platformer called In the Shadows. It's a Montreal uh, based studio, Color Space, who made the game. Uh, basically, you start the game off your little your toddler, and the concept of the game is relatively simple. You're going a two D platformer, trying to collect stars. But at the same time, you're trying to push um, beams of light to destroy shadows. So it's taking on um, like a childhood fear that I very much still have—a uh, fear of the dark. <laughs> and fear um, of the
0: dark.
1: <laughs> am I but too young for a, a, a reference? Nephew. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: And then you're too young for um, most references.
1: No, <laughs> I was, that's why I was like, oh. But um, it's a really cute game. I haven't completed it yet, but I'm writing a review on it. So once it's done, I'll have more um, substantial thoughts on it. And then I also played the first three chapters of Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, oh my god, Kelsey, studio... please,
2: just no spoilers,
1: okay? I'll have to take yeah, my yeah. headphones off. Okay. No, 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 okay, I won't okay. spoil it, just I won't check. spoil it. Okay. Um, but basically, the the studio that's in Montreal is the one that's creating the single-player um uh in narrative so they had a lot of journalists come in from montreal to play it and so i was like really happy to be considered a journalist you know Mm -hmm. and so you play the first three chapters i have to say i'm very impressed um the faults of the game is definitely not because of the gameplay it's definitely my own lack of experience in first person shooters (laughs) um But I would say, like, in terms of the space flying and the TIE fighters and all that, it's definitely improved from the first game. I would say, like, I found it... I did did die a lot, but again, it's just, like, lack of being (laughs) able to use a controller. (laughs) Um, But I would say, like, I found it, uh, like, improved, and I think a lot of people around me, as I looked at them, they did the level quite quicker than I did. (laughs) So I I would say it's... If you found the first uh, game very... Like, you got used to it. I think with this one, you'll be very used to it. Shooting-wise, again, lack of experience, but I think the different types of guns that are there are really interesting. You play as um, a squad commander, uh, Eden Versio, so the Played range by the of delightful
0: weapons... Gavanka.
1: She's so <laughs> beautiful. I love her so much. Um, the range of weapons that you have is really interesting as well because, like, they were explaining this at the studio... Stormtrooper has their one gun and that, and they wanted to give as a first person narrative more options um, in terms of her but also in terms of the weapon, weaponry that she provides. Um, oh, okay, so then I won't talk about it. Just keep anything. going.
0: You're talking about Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> the time doesn't matter.
1: Um, but other than that, so basically like the beginning of the game is like what you know. They're, they're on Endor... And the Death Stars two explodes, and so the the really the narrative takes off from there. It's um, like what do they do after they realize that the Empire has fallen? And as a squad commander, she sort of has to take initiative on this matter. And they, we didn't go too far into the story where I learned things that we don't we don't know at all. Um, so basically, it's just establishing her as a leader, and where. She's gonna go from there as a leader because the the game follows onto her home planet, and what the empire is gonna do from there, since the the Death Star is exploded. So it's basically like I only played up until that point, but the graphics are really good. Like the the moon on um, the battle on Endor, uh, the trees, like the the setting was insane. Like I running through the trees was was fantastic there's debris everywhere there's still like rebels everywhere and like playing as um someone from the empire was like a really great experience because as a character she's like well we're right the rebels are are the the assholes basically but you as a as an audience member of star wars you you don't feel the same way but she really truly believes in the empire And what she's doing is right. Because if you were playing as a rebel, you would be killing them. And you killing a rebel feels uneasy. But at the same time, she really believes that it's right. And they need to escape the moon because they've lost. So I found it like a really interesting perspective to play from. And that's what the studio and the developers were telling us at the the studio. That it, it was like they wanted to cross that barrier between good and evil. And like what happens when you're evil, but you believe you're doing good kind of thing. So it was really interesting. It was really fun, and I'm excited to play the rest of the chapters. I know that I'm going to struggle again playing through the first three and only get worse from there, but I'm really excited to see primarily where her story goes.
2: That, that's it. <laughs> Kelsey, the more you play, the better you're going to get. So you've got good I, experience, and you're no. just going to keep getting better. Okay, you know if, what? I'm When you not got, story.
0: like... No. Industry folk like looking over your shoulder, watching you. Like that's enough to give anybody the heebie jeebies when it comes to video gaming. Well, like
1: if I was gonna tell the story when Justin and Bobby were here, but I'll just tell it, okay? So Oh awesome. I'm,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like I'm, like, a little girl compared to all these people, okay? Like, maybe we were the same age, but I felt like I was a little girl. So I got people there, and they're like, Hello, salut, je suis Marc de Journal de Montréal. I'm like, oh, hi. And he's like, hi, I'm Andre from the Gazette. I'm like, hi, hi, I'm Kelsey. Hi, what's up? I'm from Girls on Games, what's up? And then um, we're in the room, and the developer, Mark Thompson, he's like, okay, guys, like, people usually finish these first three hour, of uh, these first three chapters in like an hour and a half like some of you guys might finish it in like an hour but like don't fret we're giving you two hours to play the whole thing so I was like wow two hours okay perf I'm definitely like gonna be finished right <laughs> so we're playing and I don't feel like I'm dying that much like I'm dying but I, I feel like it was normal for me so I'm like yeah whatever I'm dying And I'm looking around, and some people are, like, at the same spot as me. Like, some people in front were, like, really far ahead. Like, they were already on the moon. I was like, what the hell? Um, And then when I got to escaping the moon, (laughs) uh, there's one part where the rebels are just throwing a shit ton of grenades at you. And, like, I couldn't see. I'm dying. The screen's white. I don't know what's going on. I'm (laughs) looking around. Everybody's, like, they're already past me. They're, like, off the moon. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, God. (laughs) So then eventually I look around and I notice like some people are finished, you know, but some people they're like ahead of me, but they're, they're not, they're not that bad. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I get off the moon and then we're in the TIE fighter. So I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> so, then, so you get on the TIE fighter and while you're like shooting the, the planes, you also have to watch out for debris. So I'm smashing, oh. I'm dying all kinds. Everyone's like, Eden, Eden. And I'm like, yes, I know. Okay. I'm dying a lot. <laughs> and then, and then I notice once I'm off, I, I, I'm in, I'm in the ship now and I have a glitch and I can't figure out why the fuck my droid isn't following me. And I realized that I left him in the room that I just escaped from. <laughs> and so I call the developer and I'm like, um, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like, he's not coming and I don't want to go back. Cause I'm already fine. <laughs> and the dude's like, oh, he's like, oh, just like restart the level. And I'm like, no. Oh. So I had to restart. Because it was a glitch. He's like, oh, I think you were the only one that had this glitch. And I'm like, oh, fuck me.
0: So, You've basically like, you, you might have like fixed the game for him by finding it. Yeah, out, like,
1: pretty much. Probably. Yeah, because it, it was him. And he's like, oh shit, this is a QA, like a glitch.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, this is a glitch we haven't seen before. You were the only one that got this glitch. I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it has to be me. So I restart the level and I look around and everybody's done. So I'm like, oh god. But we're still like I still have half an hour. I'm like, okay, I still have half an hour to fucking do this. I can do, this. and of course I'm dying. Grenades again. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then he comes, and so everybody's like waiting. They're all like talking. I'm I'm like staring at the screen. I'm like, I have to beat this. I have to be better. Then, and so he comes and he's like, uh, Kelsey, um, we really have to like show a video. <laughs> <laughs> like um, he's like, I mean, you're like almost at the end. So like, if you want to continue, like that's fine. Like, because now at this point, I'm at the cutscene. So they're they Eden's talking with like her father. So I'm at the cutscene. So I'm like, uh, okay, like how much time is left? And he's like uh like it's just like one extra scene like we could wait for you no big deal so the screen loads and it's a tie fighter scene again so i'm like um i'm like it's fine don't worry about it anxiety is like writing up um everybody's waiting oh, no. for me i'm like no 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 it's okay don't worry about it um i won't play this part uh, no worries it's a tie fighter scene i know how it works no worries no worries so then he's like okay uh, thanks so i look at the thing and it's like two minutes 15 two hours 15 minutes I'm like oh god i'm so embarrassing and so <laughs> they, they play the video <laughs> And they're telling us, like, what's coming next and, like, the players that we could play next. And so they're like, okay, that's it. Thank you very much for coming, blah, blah, blah. So I get up and I'm like, I need to leave. I have a (laughs) midterm. So so I'm, like, running out. And then one of the girls is like, oh, she's like, are you, like, okay? Like, did you have fun playing? (laughs) I'm like, yes. I'm like, I'm really sorry. It's not that I didn't have fun. I'm like, just terrible at first-person shooters. And she's like... She's like, "Oh, so am I," and I'm like, "Thank." I'm like, one of the developers <laughs> is also bad, so I'm like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." She's like, "I just really hope you enjoyed it." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it." So then I go in the elevator, and then it's all I'm with all the other reporters, and they're like, "Oh, Kelsey, did you really enjoy the game?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> I just wanted to run out of the elevator.
0: It was so embarrassing. Like, yeah, I, p- I played it through four times. <laughs> It was good, um, and I, I found a sense and basically of the level, fixed the game you know? for everybody. I got a real <laughs> sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so long story short, that day, Kelsey basically will have made Battlefront 2 a smoother gaming experience for everybody. And just <laughs> I played an the exam. easiest <laughs> Like, uh, I, know. I, I, I know. I think you achieved a lot exam. in that day, Kelsey. You should be proud of yourself. Yeah, Um, you're an official playtester.
2: You're improving Battlefront as we know it. Yeah.
0: Good job. (laughs) Um, So on the back of that, I'm going to speak about um, the statement. I forgot the word that is statement just Um, and Regarding the whole, like, let's find a fun, a brouhaha. There we go. The brouhaha regarding pay to win. The hubbub, the hullabaloo. Um, regarding the pay-to-win with the loot crates. um, It's a a fairly quick one, so I'll just read it verbatim. Um, So it says, We went to the Star Wars Battlefront 2 with a goal to make the deepest, biggest Star Wars TM game that you've ever played. That meant transporting you to all three eras and handing you a huge assortment of heroes, classes, and vehicles, as well as bringing tons of free post-launch content to all Star Wars 2 Battlefront players. The beta gave us a welcome chance to test all of our systems in action and tune in things for a better balance. Thank you, Kelsey Lavati, for finding that glitch during our conference. That's not, I didn't notice It's that official.
2: It's in the press release. Way to go, Yeah, us. there you go. <laughs> you have arrived.
0: Um, <laughs> a few weeks back, we mentioned we were going to take another look at how the progression system works. After incorporating feedback from the beta, we're happy to share our plans for launch. Epic star cards, the highest tier of star cards available at launch, have been removed from crates. To help keep everyone on a level playing field, these star cards will primarily be available through crafting, with the exception of special epic star cards available through pre-order, deluxe, and starter packs. So I'll have some of them. Um... You'll need to reach a certain rank to craft upgraded star cards. You will be able to buy a bunch of crates, grind everything up into crafting materials and immediately use them to get super powerful star cards. You can only upgrade the ability to craft higher tier star cards by ranking up through playing the game. Weapons are locked behind specific milestones. Whilst the select few can be found in crates, the rest can only be attained by play. We want to unlock... Want to unlock a new weapon for your heavy, play as a heavy and you'll gain access to the class's new weapons. Class-specific gear and items can be unlocked by playing as them. As you progress through your favourite class, you'll hit milestones granting you class-specific crates. These will include a mix of star cards and crafting parts to benefit your class's system. This system as well as all of the others will continually be will be continually iterated on and improved. As we first announced the EA Play in June, we're committed to keeping a community together. All upcoming weapons, maps, heroes, and vehicles introduced in Star Wars Battlefront 2's post-release content will be free so that players can play alongside friends as the world of Star Wars Battlefront 2 continues to grow. Yada, yada, yada. Um, So, yeah, basically, um, you know, preferably we wouldn't have had to have a bunch of people um understandably whinging about how they were going about this but on the plus side they've listened um so the worries about the game being play to win um that were around a few weeks ago i don't think we have to worry about anymore so what are your guys feelings about it sam how would what are your thoughts
2: so basically you know i'm glad that they're doing this but i'll say what like a mother might say like i'm not angry about this i'm just disappointed in them that they even had it happen in the first place like they what were they thinking you know really yeah that's that's it but yeah i mean good good that they're fixing it and good that it'll be better in the live game so yeah
0: yeah kelsey
1: i just find this interesting because it's coming on the back of closing an entire studio that was making um, a single-player Star Wars game. And it's just, it's, like, fairly noticeable that they close, like, a single-player-based game because multiplayer and loot crates make so much more money. And now they're saying this. And I just, I find it's, like, kind of a recon. Like, they're trying to make a... it seemed a bit better, but at the same time, like, I don't know. They have fairly different studios that do different things within EA. So at the same time, like, I don't know if it was done prior to the decision to close. Like, um we don't know the whole story. I just find it interesting that it, like, just comes behind the wave of what everyone yeah, was talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, about. like, it's been a PR shitstorm for EA recently. I mean, I can't imagine the decision to close a studio um, was done hastily. No, um, actually there was
2: an article, I think Cody put it in Discord for us, maybe it was on Kotaku about yeah. that and it went very in-depth about Visceral and like its history and A lot of the problems it had been having for years before this and like all of the different things that that added up to to where it ended up here uh and it was very interesting to read that because it's it's a lot deeper there's a lot more going on than just they decided they needed a multiplayer that wasn't that wasn't the the main issue there so i'll try to find that and and put a link but uh but it was a really interesting article so
0: yeah and and i mean i wasn't around for the that whole talk but like my my take on it really is I just don't I don't get behind the whole thing of um, like I don't I don't believe for a second that the prevailing feeling in the gaming community is that people want nothing more than multiplayer gaming. You look at all of I the agree. highest highest selling and highest rated games like critically this year. And I think the top 10 highest, like, on Metacritic, top 10 highest rated games this year are all single-player games. I mean, you look at, you know, Wolfenstein, Mario, Zelda. Horizon. Horizon, exactly. You know, there's, like, a thirst for good, like, single player games like you look at gta like okay that's got gta online but that game is still in just outside the top five in the uk charts well it's
1: it's priced it's priced at relatively close to its original price for a reason because people will still pay that money for a game that has been on the shelves like I don't even know how long I was still working at Toys R Us when when it came out so, it's like I feel like that's more than four years at least at the very least
0: probably I mean it it was a when you say well it came out before the PlayStation 4 even was released because it was a PS3 game so you know and you know credit to Rockstar they're still supporting that game with the online stuff but I just I just don't believe the fact that like I think to me, the rhetoric loosely translates as the money is in multiplayer um gaming um with loot boxes and so on and so forth, like Blizzard must make crazy money every time that you go into an event in Overwatch, their take in must go up st- Stupidly because people will start buying loot crates and stuff like that to try and get the skins. Um, but, you know, I guess in a current economic climate, the cost of doing anything at all for any business is a lot higher than it used to be. So there is that. Um, so it's... But I just them coming out and saying that there's no hunger for single-player games to me just comes across as a nonsense um and speaking of damn fine single-player games um what a
1: transition
0: so i know um last week saw the release of um a video game with a character called mario in it Um, going on a bit of an odyssey um, in the aptly titled Mario Odyssey Um, and it's fucking fantastic Um, just this is for me like Nintendo at their most confident and assured Um, like even like I said before I was playing bits of Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 and those those games are fantastic. Um, like, I think the Galaxy games, other than maybe Mario 64, will have been my my favourite Mario games. But I think this just the... So far, anyway, I'm 15 hours into it. Um, and I won't be getting any further for a while, which I'll go into in a bit. Um the level of creativity just damn right like i said it's just just such a wonderfully fun game to play and it's just got so much character so much color there's just so much variety to it you it just throws things at you and you're like holy crap i was not expecting it like there's one bit where I, w- I won't say exactly what it is but there's one bit where you go through a door in New Donk City and all of a sudden you're on a scooter and you have to get from one end of this corridor to the other and something's happening while you're doing it. And I was just like, this is fucking awesome. I was not expecting this at all when I walked through this door. Um, and I think this game will is contains my, my moment of the year in video games. There's something that happens in New Donk City that was just I was just grinning from ear to ear um and it was I actually had like tears of joy in my eyes because in terms of like the build-up to the game and what everybody was talking about what he was doing when everybody was like oh there's like real looking people in it and the way that section of the game pays itself off is just absolutely wonderful um so yeah, I'm having a blast with it so far. So, Kelsey, how are you uh, getting on with it?
1: I I love it. I love it so much. Um, I think it was what you said about, like, when you walked into the door and you were on the scooter. I think that's very telling of, like, a lot of what um, this game offers. Like, I think there's always a reward for exploring in this game. Um, one specific instance is, like, when you're in um, the the abandoned island between Nudong City and um, the lake land, lake world, I guess. Um, you're taking, like, Cappy, you are on, like, a, a caterpillary kind of character.
0: Oh, um, You take control cool. of
1: him. Yeah. And he's able to, like, stretch to different aspects of the, the game that you might not be able to just as Mario. And it's interesting because I would just go around corners of the mountain of the island, and I would find, like, a secret... Um, place, and I think like every time in every world, exploring brings you like if you always get rewarded, whether it's a coin, whether it's a life, um, the the special coins of the world, like you're always being rewarded, and I really appreciate that. Like interacting with every aspect, the animals, um, the the different the non-playable characters, like everything is is it shines like it's so beautiful i i find personally
0: yeah and, and it's just little touches uh, like you say with that that creature that you can take over like when you stretch them and like when you squeeze them in and out they make this like brilliant like accordion sound and it's just like yeah
1: yes little exactly. things
0: like that you're just like yeah. that attention to detail you're just like this is like fantastic
1: it's it's incredible i think i don't know like i i I, every time I open it, like I'm just so excited. Like I think about it all day long. Like even the release day, I was at work and like I couldn't stop thinking about it. I watched Polygon's six hour stream because I was I just <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> I needed to watch. I needed to see it. I needed to see it. And I just think it's like I think it's my game of the year. I mean, I maybe I have to like really like examine everything I've played all year, but I I don't think I've had as much fun. With any other game than this game, and I think just the new aspects that they've added, the 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 amount of fucking shit in this game, it's it's crazy. There's so many more worlds than you think. There's so many more things to get. You cannot. You can't even one hundred percent a level until you like go back to it. I don't know. I don't know. It's just incredible. I think everything that they've done. Dave, those, the detail is incredible.
0: There's just random weird like metal looking cubes in every world
1: yes yes exactly what are they for exactly (laughs) exactly i I think you would need to finish the entire game and then go back to them because it's just crazy to me like there's just so many things that i think you need to go back and go back Mm. and before you can completely 100 percent everything and the only game i've ever 100 percented was uh the mario bros 3d world just so that I could get to the secret world there because i heard about it i was like i need to do that so i'm excited to 100 percent this because then i'm wondering i haven't read anything of this this is just a theory i'm wondering if there's like another part like even if you go exploring like within the levels after you beat the story part there's there's more stuff added because you've saved them so you go to different parts of the story that you weren't previously able to go to because you didn't you had to follow and get the last moon of that storyline before you could go to the other world, but if you just explore the world that you just saved, there's even there's stuff added right then and there. So I just think it's like I, like I'm shocked every time i I look back and I'm like, "What the hell there's so much
2: stuff to do. it's insane, insane
0: It's yeah, brilliant. Sam.
2: I mean, I I agree. It's it's a fantastic game, and it does so many neat things. Like, I found myself many times just, like, gasping. I'm like, oh! When I see something new and exciting, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I can't believe they did that. Um, You know, and there's, like, everybody's all excited about, you know, you get to take over the T-Rex and do stuff. And that's cool. But then, like, I got really excited because, like, I took over a rock and all of a sudden I was this rock and I was moving it. I'm like, what? Who even thinks of that? That's crazy. (laughs) Um, So I'm having fun. I just got to, I think, the Metro land. Um, So I'm not not too far yet. Um, I do. I kind of have always had a problem and still have a problem with 3D Mario games. Um, Just something about it. I just have a lot of trouble. I don't understand why. Um, but, like, if I didn't have Cappy where I could fight enemies with that, like, I would have such a hard time if I was relying on just jumping on enemies because, like, it, I just can't do it. It's so horrible. I don't I don't understand why my depth perception is off in these games, but it's just it's so bad. Um, but, yeah, but overall I'm having a good time. Um, you know, it, it's not – I don't – I'm pretty sure I'm not loving it as much as everybody else is, but I'm definitely enjoying it and having a good time. So,
1: who who's your favorite? Um, like, where you that you can capture? Like, who's your
2: favorite one? Um, do you get Do you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you mean. I don't, I don't know that I really have a favorite yet. Um, I mean, I just your favorite. Your favorite should have already came.
1: It's uprooted. Well, with the it's long a, legs. The, the, long one leg with
2: guy, the long legs. The guy that grows his legs. He's fun. I love him. But, like, also, like, I was just in the the water world and I got to be a fish. And, like, there's kind of like a fun thing yeah, like to come too, out yeah. of the water with the fish and yeah. he's just kind of like flopping along on the ground because he's not in water anymore. I mean, that guy's kind of fun, too. So, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot. And, I mean, there's probably my favorite I haven't even met yet. I don't even know. So. <laughs>
0: I think the one I've enjoyed so far, purely just because it looks hilarious when you take them over, and because they're wearing sunk you can well they have sunglasses on their head, oh. and you can make yes. them drop oh God, down yeah, so you can yeah, see yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is the Easter Island head looking dudes? Yes, so funny yeah. seeing them <laughs> with like a moustache and a cap on and <laughs> sunglasses. Like you say, Sam. Like you just think, you just think, what must the people <laughs> at Nintendo? be fucking on when they're coming up with this stuff because it's just bonkers but it's just so it's just so like it's just an absolute like delight to play um but i know i know what you mean about the um like jumping on enemies sam it's not it's not easy to like gauge like the depth of where you are like some parts um Like, there are those parts which end up being, like, full-on, like, 2D Mario, they go back, it looks like, you know, 8-bit bits. But there's some bits where, like, if you're up against a flat wall and it's still in the 3D thing, um, sometimes it is surprisingly easy if you're sort of, like, climbing up blocks on this wall to, like, inadvertently, like, come away from it. Yeah, and you can like a couple of times I've done it and like ended up falling. Um, but one one thing I will say for it is it does a great job of I think Nintendo have basically just gone. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna like ever have you risk being in like a game over state in this. You, oh yeah, you, you know yeah, you're gonna you're gonna die. You'll lose ten coins, but you're gonna be carrying a couple of thousand of them. So whatever really and that's that's pretty
2: amazing that is fantastic right there because then you just you never have to worry you get to enjoy it and just have fun
0: yeah and plus because the nature of what it is um like it does challenge your ability as a gamer in terms of like you know being able to judge jumps like it's a platform game in its essence (laughs) so the fact that they've just gone yeah just just keep trying like it's it's fine like platform games if you if you've got like five lives and you're having trouble judging something and you're on like your last life it can get incredibly frustrating which can make it even harder for you to play it whereas this like the amount of times I've attempted jumps and just ended up falling down a hole and just gone Eh, whatever I think I can make it I'll try again Mm -hmm. um so I, I really like that about it it's like they've they've done a good job of like and I, I think that makes it a lot more friendly for like younger players as well, which is good because, like I said, it it is a challenging game, and some of the like stuff that you do in a boss fight is awesome. Like there's one you face like Bowser fairly early on, and the way the way that you fight him is absolutely like visually, it's hilarious, and it's
1: his just so... his hair. <laughs> In yeah, the way it like flops
0: around, like, you, ooh. You just like
1: ooh, 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 baby. <laughs> yeah, he looks
0: oh like my. he looks like a bit of a uh, a cad, doesn't he, in his white suit? But yeah, so far I'm absolutely loving it. But I'm about fifteen hours into it. But the problem is, my fucking switch has died. Um, I got about fifteen hours into it. Um, I was having issues with my switch not connecting to my Wi-Fi. Um, So long story short, I thought I'd fixed it um, by depleting battery, turning it off and on again, put some charge in it, and it started doing it again. Um, so I was like, screw it, I'll just reboot it, see if that fixes it again. Um, did a hard reset on it, and now it won't load past the Switch logo that appears on the screen on boot so i've had to thankfully i bought it from where i work um and the company i work for gives two-year guarantees on electrical goods but it's had to be sent off to be looked at to be repaired so i'm looking at not having a switch for about two weeks so most people are probably going to finish it whilst i'm sat twiddling my thumbs crying because i can't play it so Hey ho, Hugh,
2: I'm so sorry for you.
0: <laughs> it's just like, damn <laughs> you, damn you, universe, Why do you hate me so? But hey ho, Dempster breaks. um, I haven't had a console die on me since my xbox three sixty so I've had a fairly good run of things to be fair, um so right, moving on, so earlier this week, we had sony's um conference from Paris Game Week and they were they've been teasing it for quite a while to be honest I think at E3 they were like this is part one of our big announcement thing of the year and Paris will be E3 part two (laughs) duh um and to be fair it was pretty good um I'll go through quickly the um the games that were announced um Sucker Punch are developing a what looks like a samurai action game um, called Ghost of Tsushima, um, with a silent T. Um, and, yeah, just... We don't know much about it. It just says the player will play as a samurai in 1274 on the Japanese island of Tsushima. And there was no real gameplay, but the trailer looked awesome. I think we can all yeah. agree on that. Um yeah. It's a very sort of um life like looking game. Um so I'll be interested to see what that looks like. I like the Sucker Punch games. Um like I, I do like the infamous games, so um I'll be looking forward to that. Um there's also a cool um game or oh, cool looking game um kind of reminded me a bit of okami um called concrete genie where you've got this kid who he looks like a bit of a social outcast um and he's an artist and he can like basically his paintings come to life um and it says like his goal is basically just to brighten his city by painting beautiful landscapes and funny creatures so that that one i'm very interested in um this one i want a bit more i'd love to like have some more information on this there's a game called erica that they announced which is a new playlink game oh, which cool. looks yeah. like yeah it's like a fmv game um and it, it looks kind of like a sort of choose your own adventure type deal mm-hmm. um yeah it says it's a narrative game which will have to choose your destiny as you would in a quantic dream production playable with the PlayLink application you will have to switch between screens from your smartphone to your tv so i don't know whether that just means it's single player and you use both devices or whether you'll be able to play with your friends i thought the whole thing behind PlayLink was you know it being involved with other people and so on and so forth um whole host of stuff for vr announced um ace combat 7 the um d. l. c. for Resident Evil 7 The not a hero thing will be playable entirely in v. r um so that'll be cool um and it looks quite a bit more so it looks like a bit of a departure from like the um sort of feeling of the main game it looks a bit more actiony so yeah, it looks um, like it's going back a little bit
2: cool. more to like Resident Evil 4 or 5 where, you know, you're a special agent type guy with lots of guns.
0: Yeah. Gu- yeah, Fleshy ones and metal ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's, there's a load of um, VR games. One called Rec Room, Moss, Apex Contracts, Bout of Blood, League of War, VR Arena. Um, there's <laughs> final fantasy 15 is getting a vr fishing game
2: fishing games seem to be like i love fishing games like in in video games because i love the idea of fishing i love like throwing and then like reeling stuff in but i hate like actual fishing because like i don't want to catch a (laughs) fish uh so fishing video games that's like a plus right there
0: yeah it looks completely ridiculous like when you catch your (laughs) fish is like just like just really sort of like dramatic like it's just like well they're like monster
2: fish looking creatures they're like not just your everyday fish so
0: yeah like you're catching like a freaking conger eel or something um there was a trailer for the far cry five co-op and i gotta i'm not I'm not much of a fan of the far cry games like they, they're good games but they don't really do much for me but that looks cool did either you guys see the trailer for that i Apparently think it I might be that one. I, no. I don't know whether it's um like two player or up to four but it looks like fun it's just like quad bikes and planes and crazy shit <laughs> you can do so it looks like as far as like sandbox co-op stuff, it looks quite fun. Um They announced the first expansion for Destiny 2, which will be called Curse of Osiris. Um and apparently Osiris is kind of like this legendary guardian who's long thought been long thought dead. Um and it looks like he reappears, so there'll be a new raid. Um Apparently, there's an exclusive map for PlayStation um, cool. in it for Crucible. Um, and talking of exclusive stuff, they, I think they announced the first expansion for COD World War II as well, um, which will be available for PlayStation 4 users 30 days before Xbox One. Um, and they also had a trailer for Monster Hunter World, yeah. And I'll let Sam talk about this one.
2: <laughs> Guys, okay, I'm just going to let's just let me take you back a little bit to when I first heard about Monster Hunter World. And it looked really cool because you're just, you know, you're you're a, a person with various weapons, you can be different characters, different kinds of weapons and you're hunting these gigantic monsters. Like some of them are dinosaurs, maybe there's even dragons. I don't know. It looks fantastic. I saw this trailer probably at E3, I think, and what I thought at the time was, oh my god, this would be just like Horizon Zero Dawn, but with actual dinosaurs and monsters, not robotic ones. And it looked really cool. Then later, I found out there's gonna be co-op in it, so you can go hunt monsters with your friends. So then I got even more excited, okay? And then this last trailer that came out, you know, they're showing monsters, big weapons. It's great. It's fine. It's what you expect. You get to the end And it shows Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. So if you are a PlayStation, if you're playing this on PlayStation, you can play as Aloy in Monster Hunter World. And that just blew my mind. Hugh told me about this and I was like, wait, are you kidding? Is it someone that looks like Aloy or is it actually Aloy? And he's like, no, it's actually Aloy. So this is going to be fantastic, you guys. I mean, she hunts robot dinosaurs. Now she hunts real dinosaurs. It's just going to be the greatest. And I can't wait and also yeah. the horizon dlc comes out uh next tuesday november 7th Hell yeah. and i also can't wait for that so yeah some of the new monsters Aloy in that trailer
0: some of the new monsters in our trailer look crazy um i'll openly admit that um whilst i was watching this conference i was basically being the worst of humanity because i was walking home from work and watching it on youtube on my phone um and i walked <laughs> through quite a few people but you know, video games they should have got out of the way. Should they, they should have understood what was happening. Um <laughs> apologies. So you owe to the whole people. city of
2: Cardiff an apology.
0: Yeah. I do yeah, I felt terrible, but it didn't stop me from watching it to be honest. <laughs> um there was a another trailer for Star Wars Battlefront two, which didn't really show anything new, but whatever, it gave us a few shots of Janina Gavankara's Iden Versio. Which is fine by me. Absolutely fine by me. I
2: In in that trailer, it shows her putting this helmet on. And it is like the world's biggest helmet. It looks so big on her. I'm like, what? what, how does she even like hold her head up with that?
0: (laughs) I think it's got a droid in it, hasn't it? But like
1: in the game. No, the droid's on her back. Um, In the game, it doesn't look that bad. (laughs) Like it's also because she's not wearing like a Stormtrooper uniform. She yep. just has the helmet on, but like her uniform <laughs> is, um, like a like a race car driver. It's very like skin tight. Okay. And so it makes it look more ridiculous. But like in the game, I didn't notice this. So I don't think it's as big. I don't okay. know. Okay. <laughs> so like I'm hoping because everyone's making this comment, so I'm like, but I don't remember the game being like that. So it I don't looks think like it was she's that wearing, bad.
0: <laughs> wearing a stormtrooper helmet while she's wearing pajamas, <laughs> as the rest of her outfit or something. Um, they showed her new trailer for um the spider-man game insomniac spider-man game um really good oh, it sort of switched on... the focus go on yeah that.
2: on on that one i was really surprised that there's just this scene where peter's like oh hey miles right here like miles is just hanging out with peter parker i'm like wow yep. he's gonna be like a much bigger part not just a little throwaway so that's pretty exciting
0: and it doesn't it doesn't look like a young yeah. Miles either. Like Peter doesn't, Peter looks like an uh, an older Peter, um, like a late twenties sort of Peter. And Miles looks looks like sort of mid to late teens. So it will be I'm really really interested. They've also said that um, Mary Jane is going to be playable for part of it, which is going to be cool. interesting. Um, so it'd be inter- like, I'd be very very interested to see what that entails. Um, but yeah, look good. It was a very sort of um, like a more Peter Parker focused trailer um, than um, the previous ones, which is it's good. It's nice that to know that it's not just going to be because you know Spider Man isn't just you know the the heart of Spidey is Pete, is Peter Parker. So for me, that's a cool one. There was a trailer for Detroit Become Human, which was quite uncomfortable Uh, can i talk about it go for it
1: yeah um okay so i and i did play a a demo of detroit become human at comic-con uh this summer and i really 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 enjoyed it um the part of the game that it was showing this is like known it's just a part it was the first part of the game basically it's that one of the um ais goes haywire and he wants to kidnap the child and leave. And so it's up to the AI detective to go and, um, solve like what happened. And if the more you figure out, the more, um, knowledge you have to help the AI, like drop the kid and like come and be arrested. So, but the police officers don't like you. So it's sort of like, do you want to help them? Do you not? And then like, how much do you, um, integrate yourself into the crime scene and like, try to see what went on. And so I found that aspect to be really interesting. However, when I was watching this trailer, I felt very uneasy because it was like, oh, like it could just be solved by the decisions you make. And so like while I didn't get that aspect while playing it, this specific situation made me very uncomfortable and I found myself like kind of like, oh, like is it nor is it right to like have all these situations be solved so easily in quotation marks you know what I mean so I was kind of like a little bit uncomfortable with the trailer
2: yeah I was watching that and I was like well it's interesting that you can make these choices and change things but then I was like it seems like this section could just Go very quickly, like if you just made the mm-hmm. right choice right mm-hmm. away. Like I don't know, and I was like, I didn't understand how big of a part of a game that was, or how it fits into the bigger narrative. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think how, g- given the subject matter of it, I think how I think of the writing in that section is going to be vital because of this. Like I said, the subject. Yeah, it has of to be it. subpar if, if it ends up being like, a throwaway, the, like, um, the sort of antagonist in that scene, just, you can kind of, like, talk around round or whatever, and it just ends up being, you know, not a thing. I think that, I think it could end up sort of, sort, like, diluting the subject matter that they're trying to address, so I think it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um... And then um, they ended the show with, um, well, it wasn't really a surprise, but I was still freaked out when it revealed itself to be The Last of Us Part 2 trailer. Um, and Jesus Christ, was that brutal. Like, damn. I was like walking, <laughs> talking about me walking home. People must have been looking at me a bit weird because I was just cringing while I was walking along. Um, still doesn't give it much away in in terms of the story um but it definitely shows that we're gonna be um involved with new characters in the last of us part two um but like I said, it's like it's grim like it's like they're dragging a lady along um and just just two dudes dragging her along, and they put a noose around her neck, and she's like standing on a bucket on her tiptoes to t- stop herself from dropping and choking to death. <laughs> Somebody else comes along, and they pin her down and smash her arm up with a hammer. Um, so it's very um, happy-go-lucky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but it did kind of. the last of us is a is a brutal game and it's a brutal story so it's not out of context so like it made me cringe but i wasn't like uncomfortable with it i wasn't like this is gratuitous um i'm sure once we know what the context is it'll make sense um but there was an article that sam noticed and put in our document that um was quite interesting so speak to us about that sam
2: Yeah, so it was a Polygon article and they were talking about how, like, I guess video game trailers are having a trend right now where they like kind of sensationalize violence against women and they just like put stuff in there without any context just to try to get thrills and like sell video games and that it's, I guess, offensive to women to be represented that way. And so I I found it, excuse me, I found it pretty interesting uh, to read that because like when I watched the trailer, like I didn't, I didn't get that from it at all. Like what I saw was like, yeah, there's, there's violence. These women are, are getting attacked. But then what I saw was these women being empowered and just, like, fighting back and kicking ass and being total badasses. And, like, that made me want to play this game because I want to play as one of those girls that's just total badass. Um, and I was, I don't think I really understood what was happening because, I like I said, I never finished The Last of Us, the first one. So I saw the blonde girl that was being hanged, and I was like, oh, that, that must be Ellie. That must be the main character. If, if this whole game is me getting to play as her, I'm, I'm in. I'm in right now. I want to play this game. Um, so, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, that just, like, putting lots of violence in there is without any explanation of where it's coming from or why it's happening could offend people. Um, but, like, I just I just saw it a completely different way. So, I, I don't know. What did, you, what did you guys think of that trailer?
0: Go on, Kelsey. Did you not watch <laughs> it? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no. No, 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 I watched it. I just wasn't sure who was talking first. Um, so, basically, I watched the trailer after I saw all these, like, this article surface and, like, a lot of commentary on the fact that um, there was a lot of violence. And I, so I went into it watching um, with that point of view. But I just find it interesting that it was more like that they were – because I agree with you, Sam. Like I think it's sick that the that the two characters who seem like, if not playable, main characters to the story, mm-hmm. and how um, they kind of like just kick ass in that whole entire scene, and then also the women, the woman inflicting damage seems to be the leader of this whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically within this two minute cut, we have three essentially strong women and then two henchmen, and then one, I am assuming, brother or mm-hmm. friend who knows the character who got hurt. But that character got hurt badly. She got her elbow um, knocked in. She she's she gets up, and she seems to be, like, ready to fight regardless. Um, and again, it's taken out of context, so we don't really know what's happening. Like, even the, the woman in charge, like, she puts the knife against the stomach, and she's like oh we're not having any more of these and it's sort of like okay so clearly something's happening very important is happening here in in terms of a woman's body because what i assume is there's something inside of her and we don't know what it could be a human i don't know and what they're talking about but like and so there's this moment where a woman's body is being deemed relatively important they're going to kill her because they don't want whatever she's breeded mm-hmm. to come out into the world. Um, and then we're sort of focusing on like a minor, uh, what I assume is like a minor side character's like arm being um, smashed in. And I think it's like if it wasn't a girl and it was just and it was a guy, where people gonna say, oh, well, the only girl there is like the one that's being hanged, who's pregnant obviously, and then everybody else is a man. And so I think it's like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, um, I think people were just uneasy because of like the allegations that happened at Naughty Dog. And I think it's, Mm. it's a lot of, um, uneasiness for the company right now. And also like a tiredness of like, it's like, okay, we get it. The humans are the bad guys. We understand they're the evil ones. And so I, I got that aspect. Like I was more like, oh, it's so it's violent. And it's like, they could show us something else. I find that would have been like a little bit of a teaser like maybe not have gone to violence at that point because like we get it the people who are gonna play the Last of Us two have already paid, played the Last of Us so like, not, get not all no. of
2: them just F Y I not all of them but
0: like
1: you know that it's you know that it's graphic and you know that it's it's about the monstrosity of of humans essentially so it's kind of like okay like I know it's gonna be graphic like the first trailer was like they oh, were playing a guitar like it was so cute like just give us something. I don't know, like we know we're playing we're we're in a world where there where it is evil, so I just that was more the part that I was uncomfortable with. I didn't find like I was more tired of the violent narrative
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's like i we get it, we get the point I think i didn't I didn't see the 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 mishandling i guess of like a female character as like something to be negative about like I understand where this article's coming from, but I just think like had they not included a woman would you have commented on that especially after the allegations that have come out for Dog, so I'm sort of like kind of like expecting a violent game but I'm not expecting I didn't feel like they were using women in that way to sell the violent game I don't know if you get what I'm saying
0: yeah I mean I, I didn't I didn't see it as sort of sensationalising or trivialising sort of violence towards women. Like you say, it was like the scene was predominantly for me one woman instigating violence against two other women and them fighting back against her and you know, the antagonist in the scene basically getting her come up and that she ends up with the claw side of a hammer sticking out of her forehead. Um, so yeah, I didn't. I mean, I can I can understand it. Like it, it is like it's gratuitously violent, and when you put violence on screen like that without context, that that is what makes it gratuitous. Yeah. So exactly. But. You know, knowing Naughty Dog's reputation for storytelling, there's there's going to be a reason behind it. But it was it was an odd choice. Like, I mean, we're we're a year down the line from that original trailer coming out, yeah. And then they give yeah. us this. But we still don't, we don't know how far away we are from getting this game. And we we could be looking at another 18 months to two years away from getting this game anyway. Because I think when they showed the first trailer, this was just kind of like, yeah, we're developing this game. They're, they're, I don't think they're like, you know, three quarters of the way through developing this game. It's not like they're looking at like, giving it to us for Christmas next year or whatever. I think we're, We're looking at sort of 18 months at least. Um, So, yeah, it was, I think, just to me as as a choice of what they've given us was odd. But for people who have played the first game, I think it's, you know, it brings up a lot of interesting talking points. Like, who are these people? They're obviously from, like, other rival fractions slash tribes, whatever you want to call them. The whole thing, like you say, Kelsey, with her putting a knife against the woman's belly is interesting to me because a lot of um the first game was about um the whole thing with the virus and whether people can and should be procreating and sort of whether ellie could be the you know the savior of humanity because she might have the cure inside her um so yeah i mean i i think just i think thing that made me uncomfortable really was just the fact that it was out of context like it violence like that doesn't doesn't it doesn't bother me um and I I didn't I didn't see it as being um tonally inappropriate in terms of how it represented sort of violence towards a subset of people um but yeah it was just strange having like here's some extreme violence the last of us two when you were like okay right um but yeah it was just it was just a strange choice of scene to show i suppose more than anything but you know i guess in defense of the person who wrote that article i can understand why they could see that um but i think picking on this specifically to write that about is a bit sort of ill-timed I guess like the the wrong target for for that article for me um so in other news this week um less are kind of like out of the blue and quite cool as well um in terms of like a video game making a statement um basically the biggest Um, I think it's the biggest selling anyway. I haven't played a football management sim for years. Um, Football manager, um, the next iteration of it, football manager 2018, um, players will come out as homosexual. Um, So um, the... What's the name of the guy... Um, It doesn't really name any... But there's a quote from one of the developers, and it says, part of the reason we decided to do this because there are gay footballers. Ah, Miles Jacobson, the game's director. And he says, even if those players have not made their sexual orientation public, we know from the volume of professionals that there has to be players who are gay, but they they feel they don't want to come out. Um, So the only players in the game that will come out as homosexual are um fictional players in the game so as with all football management sims you'll get like the real life players but as the game progresses and sort of it needs to create you know y- new youngsters in the game um as their c- career progresses they will in the game they will come out as homosexual um and i th- i think it's a really good message to send because it's still, like, being a football fan myself and going to football matches, um, there is still a lot of homophobia in football, and not just football, in in sport in general. Um, and for a game of that type, which a lot of, like, people who are, big football fans to them for them to do that um it, it's a big step and I, I it's gonna piss people off which personally I think great like if that offends you then you really need to sort of wake the fuck up. Um but also I think for um any professional sports people who are currently active and sort of afraid to come out, I think it's nice for them to sort of be able to look somewhere and think, okay, there's there are people out there who aren't bothered by the fact that we're homosexual and sports people. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just think it's, it's a really, really... Cool, like, it, when you th- when you think about it, it should it shouldn't be something like it. It's it should just be like a game feature that people go cool. Okay, there's going to be gay players, but for this to be happening, it's a big statement. So, how do you guys feel about it, Kelsey? Uh,
1: I I definitely agree. Like, um, there is a problem with uh accepting different things in sports i wouldn't overgeneralize it but i think a lot of people who who are passionate about sports perpetuate like the bro-ness of sports and i think that um by including this yeah it'll make a lot of people angry but i, I i'm sort of optimistic like i feel like this will make people who play sports who are passionate about sports like one come out if they're if they're they so choose like if they feel that way or two that people who might not experience it a lot in sports um be it when they play when they watch um can also like become more accustomed to this fact and be more open and accepting like that's an, an optimistic feel um i do think a lot of people will be angry i think a lot of people will say like oh it's it's coming during a time when the rise of all this political nonsense kind of idea, but I, I think it'll have a positive effect. That's the way I see it anyways.
0: Mm -hmm. Sam.
2: Yeah. I, I agree mostly with what you guys have been saying. Um, it, it, this just makes me happy because um, Hugh, like you said, you know this is something that it shouldn't even be an issue that's that's called out. It should just be something that's there and it's normal and it's fine. And just the fact that they're doing this is a step towards making that happen, making that yeah. a reality where yeah. this is normal. Somebody's got to make that step. And it sounds really cheesy, but this is like a little thing that's making the world a better place, you know, just, just putting it yeah. out there and letting it be part of what's normal in a game. So I, I really like it and I'm really glad that's happening. And also just yeah. for the record, let's just go ahead and state this football manager, we're talking about what us Americans call soccer. We're not talking about that American football NFL. I did have to Google it because I wasn't sure. So let's just see that right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is a niche thing. I mean, back in the day, there was this whole thing where it did used to be called, and I think Championship Manager still exists, but there was this whole thing where the developers of Championship Manager, which years ago was the biggest... Football management sim basically um, broke ranks and went off and started um, football manager. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, as someone who is a football fan, um, goes to football matches, like, thankfully, going to watch Cardiff City and Wales, um, I don't. I've very rarely I've heard any, like, homophobic abuse aimed at players or anything, um, which is great. But, I mean, the BBC have made numerous documentaries where there's, you know, some clubs are known for having, like, homophobic chants and stuff like that. So... This is just another step in, you know. I know, video game to real life, it's not the same thing. But football, the no, football fans will look at this, and you know, it, it it has been like there was a few years ago. There was an occasion where one of the um, shitty UK tabloids um, owned by billionaire tyrant. Rupert Murdoch um apparently had information about a Premier League football player and the fact that they were homosexual. Um and they were on the verge of like naming them. And it was like thankfully there was a public outcry. People were like, You fuck like no fucking way are you doing this and they, they backed down from it. Um so and there's you know, there was a player a German player called Thomas Hitzelsperger who used to play in, in England um who retired a few years ago and not long after he retired he came out as gay. Um and I think there was a, a an American player as well who used to play for LA Galaxy. Um he retired and then came out and I think then came out of retirement and started playing again. So you know, there there are there's precedence there for, like, openly gay players out there. Um, but, you know, it's just a one of those little baby steps in the right direction, which is welcome. Um, so one le- last little bit of news. We will basically appease Kelsey by talking about mm-hmm. Animal Crossing Mobile. Look at her face light up.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have a lot blow, of well, blow me there. down. Basically, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk about like I'll just read um what it what it's about. Uh so basically Animal Crossings first mobile game, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp will launch launch in late November. Uh they announced this during their direct presentation about the project and the pre registration for the game is available. Um but the game itself is available in Australia and so a lot of people have been like um finding ways to do it. I'm too lazy, so I'm just (laughs) going (laughs) to wait. In Pocket Camp, players manage their own campsite. They can personalize and build up both their character and their campsite, which they decorate with a variety of buildings and furniture. Furniture can be crafted through collectibles. Um, The system works by visiting nearby recreation sites, doing favors for the animal inhabitants, and collecting rewards. After that, players head over to the alpaca blacksmith Cyrus with their new crafting materials to create furniture. Different animals have different furniture prices, blah, 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 uh, preferences. Um, And if you increase players' friendship level with them, you get other features and it entices um, more people, more people, more of the animals to come to the site. Um, And I am so excited. I have just one problem. I wish it was on the Switch really upset that it's on mobile because it's just another thing that takes up space on my phone and drains my battery and obviously I'm still getting it Still <laughs> I love Animal Crossing but like I'm annoyed I wish it was on the Switch I think it would have been a nice opportunity I mean I understand why they don't want to do it because like they're riding on Mario right now and we're all on the Mario train and I get it but I feel like I would have rather had it on the Switch. Like, the Switch is still portable. It's like my phone at this point. Like, I could bring it anywhere. I could play it anywhere. It doesn't need to be attached to my TV. So why not put the game on there? I understand, like, it's free now, but, like, I don't know. I, I'm i excited for it. I'm still getting it, but I wish it was on the Switch, basically, is my only complaint on the matter.
0: Mm. It's going to be interesting to see how the, how it goes with this, because... Apparently Nintendo came out the other day saying that even though Super Mario Run um, hasn't been a flop by any means, it's making decent money, but I don't think they're really regarding it as a success as such. So I'm thinking if they're like, let's like Mario is Nintendo's marquee title, really. So if a game with Mario in it can't be successful on mobile, then I'm a bit concerned as to how Animal Crossing will do. It. I mean I, it, it, I guess it'll attract I think more like kids.: Mario, but...
2: Mario Run, they were you know taking what they had and trying to make it fit in a mobile game, but if they took something that had a, a better mobile fit to begin with. I think it would stand a much better chance of doing better. I I just I just feel like, like, especially
1: with, in terms of Mario One, and I I feel like this game as well. Like people want to play Nintendo games on uh, the Nintendo console. Like I know Lara Croft Go yeah. and De- DSX Go, uh-huh. they did relatively well mobile, but they were excellent games. I think ga- these Nintendo games, Mario Run included, they're so similar to what you've played already. Like Mario Run was like a platformer, right? Um, Animal Crossing is very similar to the town, the village that you have already in the previous games. I just think like they work better as Nintendo games on a Nintendo console because that's what we're accustomed to seeing. And I find like I'm more likely to give up a game on my phone than a game a game on a console. I don't know. That's that's how I feel personally.
0: Yeah. And I I don't know. I just think, like... I don't know whether they're looking at, like, Pokemon Go and the success that that's been and sort of overestimating how well other things can do because I think Pokemon's a bit of a unique entity in that the fact that, A, it had the nostalgia factor, B what they did with it was very clever in uh, making it sort of like you go out and collect these things so you're doing something unique and new with that existing property um whereas like you say mario is literally just a 2d mario game where you're just tapping the screen to make him jump as opposed to control like having complete control of him so It'll be interesting to see how the mobile side of Nintendo carries, like, goes from here. Like, I don't know whether maybe if Animal Crossing doesn't do well as they hope, whether they'll just knock it on the head and just call it quits. Um, but also, to that matter, it'll be it's also going to be a very interesting time to see, now that Mario's out, where exactly Nintendo are going to go with the Switch. Because... Looking forward now, other than third-party games, I think Nintendo are looking a little bit light. So, you know, I think it's...
1: Well, they have have Pokemon. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the game that was on the 3DS that's just really...
0: But having... Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't want the switch to be another Wii, in in the fact that it like just burns so brightly, like from the start of its lifespan, and then just falls flat on its face, mm-hmm. like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, my confidence in Nintendo has been like has risen this year, but I, I just, I keep, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they're gonna sort of you know have a have a give us a second good year with the switch and prove to us that they're definitely without a shadow of a doubt yeah yeah on it properly um right so we'll finish up quickly with a listener question um this one's from james snyder uh, and he says hey guys james here love the podcast and videos on youtube thank you james Um, I have a question, I guess more for you and Kelsey. That's me and you, Kelsey. Um, In the sports games world, when you pick a team to play a season with, do you choose the team you actually follow or choose a team by its stats to do better? Personally, I like picking teams with worse stats, building them up to be a good team. Fortunately, I like Swansea City FC and the Buffalo Bills so I can choose the teams I follow in real life because they are both usually terrible. Firstly, James, you are correct. Swansea City FC is the devil. Um, being a Cardiff City fan, um, <laughs> I'm obliged to point that out to you, seeing as how they are our arch rifles. Um So I'll just I'll just go with that. I'm, that being said, they're in the Premier League and we're not, so I don't have much of a leg to stand on there. Um, Kelsey, how do how do you go when you play sports games?
1: I always go for the team I root for all the time. Um, I've I played uh, Madden and I've played NHL, so I've only played hockey and football games. Um, but. And mostly hockey. Like, that's where I'm just going to focus on uh, for this question. I always play the Boston Bruins. Um, I don't know if it's because everybody I know picks the Habs. But I've grown up with this rivalry, so I always try to pick the Bruins and, like, build them up. And really try to, like, in my own fictional world, like, kick everybody's ass. Because everybody always shits on me. Um, (laughs) uh, But sometimes, uh, if I want to create a team, I pick my favorite players. They're not always Bruins. Um, I I tend to pick, I guess, the better players, but I do like the better players more. Um, but yeah, often it's teams I like. So for Madden, it was like the Packers, uh, the Patriots. They're they're often the better. Well, not the not the Packers. I'm saying the Patriots are often the, the better stats. Uh, but that's how I go with it. I I find I'm very lazy. Um, in terms of, like, creating teams and stuff like that. So I always pick a team that's often already made and that I already enjoy watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for me... um, I mean, I do usually pick Cardiff City, um, but it's a bit of a funny thing with football games because FIFA, you pick Cardiff City, you get um, a new player career, you get um like the the proper squad um whereas in pez you can if you start the master league you can either play with the proper squad or you can choose to play with the master league squad so you just get like a group of poor players and it's your task then to try and win games with these players sign new ones and improve the team um but regardless of whether you've got the real players or not with Cardiff City um I mean if you have then you need to sign new players to make them better anyway um because they're not very good um but I just find it more fun if I am playing FIFA playing as Cardiff City because they're in like the division below the Premier League so it's there's a lot more reward in playing as them like you could play you sign new players you can get promoted into the Premier League and just creating a team where you can win not just like the division you're in but then get up into the Premier League win the Premier League with them get into other competitions and go from there is really rewarding Um, but what I do Really enjoying Pez is starting off with just like the weird, random, just like made-up, shitty players, and just building a complete team from scratch. Like just getting rid of the rubbish players as and when you can, and just you just t- you can just tailor-make your own your own team. So like, um, the, I do the. I've got my Pez series Talking Games FC on our YouTube channel and basically I'm sort of nearing the first transfer window in that so I've signed a few players for my Master League team but right now it's mostly made up of fairly poor players Um, but then once the transfer window comes around I'll hopefully get to sign some and it just becomes really rewarding because you're building something for yourself and making it good as opposed to just being like i know i'll go manchester united and i'll have a team full of great players and win stuff easily so i guess for me it's just about the sort of reward of the game really i just don't see where the reward lies in playing as good teams just to make life easy for you to be honest um and that's what i gotta say about that so right before we go Um, It's Extra Life this weekend. Um, I think currently, in terms of people who will be streaming, um, in terms of regular Talking Games podcast co-hosts, I think it'll just be myself. Melissa Meaghan from Talking Comics will be playing as well. Um, Unsure as yet as to whether she'll be streaming. I imagine she probably will be. Uh, Um, yeah
2: she's gonna try to stream i talked to her she's planning to start saturday around 3 p.m eastern time
0: cool um so i'm probably i'll be streaming most likely through the talking games um twitch um it's not really convenient for me to do a full 24 hour stream without stopping so what i'm gonna do is stream for a good chunk of time on saturday and then stream for a good chunk of time on sunday and hopefully get as close to 24 hours over the two days as i can um current basically because i'm too tired right now to do 24 hours i'll just the other year when we did the the raid um cranky tired hue came out um and it wasn't pretty and nobody nobody needs that um Although it was amusing, what time looking back at it, do you think
2: that you're going to start streaming?
0: Um, I'll probably start, um, probably around sort of mid afternoon my time, so sort of like two, three p.m. So probably, I imagine it'll be late morning Eastern, sort of eleven, twelve Eastern. Um, So I'll start around then and I'll just go until I'm too tired to carry on, really. I'll take a break to eat and that's it. But yeah, hopefully I'll be joined by um, Megs, who is taking part as well. Um, So I'm sure we could just link up, play some Destiny or something. Um, But one thing um, I'm hoping to do is I did start playing Hellblade um, earlier in the week, but I only played it for about half an hour, and I suddenly said to myself, I'll leave it here, and then I'm going to try and play through all of it in its entirety for Extra Life on the weekend. So um, I know Mara Wood um, will be taking part as well, but she doesn't have a facility to stream. Um, So yeah, so basically um we'll be tweeting out sort of more sort of firm um plans later in the week what we'll be playing when who is um and we'll just go from there so if you can find it in your heart to donate to us um it's for a very good course it's basically Cause it basically all goes to um, Children's Miracle Network hospitals, um, and basically just any any penny counts. Like, it's a dollar. If it's a pound. If it's fifty p, it all helps. It just you know the fact that you donated at all would be amazing. So, like I said, I'll I'll be organising things a bit more. um with a bit more firm plans later in the week, and we'll let you know via Twitter and so on and so forth about what um, we're going to do. Oh, we've lost Sam, but she informs me that Meg's is going to start streaming around 9pm on Eastern Friday, so that'll be sort of early morning for her over in the land of Oz. Um so I think that wraps it up for this week so it's just going to be me and Kelsey to, to end the show we finally got rid of Sam Kelsey it's just us Sam wants me to,
1: she wants me to give her apologies though
0: she's oh, sorry the internet said. Oh. we miss you already <laughs> Sam but them's yeah it's typical just as we end the show her internet dies but hey ho we send you love Sam <laughs> Um, So, yes, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash TalkingGamesVideos. Tons of stuff. You've got Sam's videos, Lady's Choice. She does videos with Cody. Um, You've got my Pez 2018 videos. There's all sorts there. So go and check that out. Uh, Find us on Twitch, which is handy for extra life, um, at twitch.tv slash TalkingGames. games. You can email us at games at talkingcomicbooks.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkinggamespc. And we are on Twitter at talking underscore games. So that's it. My Twitter handle is at h underscore paz. Kelsey.
1: It's uh, Kelsamus K E L S S A M U S, and I'll give I'll give Sam's. It's uh, at S K S U V A K.
0: Brilliant, um, and you can follow Bobby at Bobby Shortall. Justin is Jirok J O R O A K. Matt is at Johnny Matt Wood, and yep. that's everyone. I think if I've forgotten anyone, then yep, <laughs> whatever um they're obviously not that important so thank you for joining us folks thank you kelsey
2: thank you hugh
0: and thank you to sam god rest her soul we'll be back next week until next time be good to one another